The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. This is another edition of Wrestle Podcast, and my guest tonight is the technical alchemist, David Mercury. How's it going? Greetings, and how are you doing, sir? Pretty good. You've been in the wrestling business for over 18 years. That is correct. I've trained under, um, when I first broke into the business, I've trained under Steve Kern and Jimmy Del Rey uh, back in 2002 out in Tampa, Florida at the School of Hard Knocks. Um, while I was there training, I got to train alongside some really cool talent, uh, local legends of the, the Ice Band, Buck Quarterman, um, Lex Lovett, and also one Steve Madison. Hey, those are some great uh, guys that um, can very wrestle. Those are some good names. Yes. Um, before that, before you trained to become a pro wrestler, you were also an amateur wrestler as well. Correct. I did uh, five years. I started in my eighth grade year, uh, and then I went wrestled all through high school. Uh, on my sophomore year, though, uh, I kind of ran into a little um, issue in the family when my father passed away, but uh, picked back up uh, in 99 and 2000. And then when I graduated in, in uh, 2001 is when I finished out my senior year. And from there on out, it, um, I took about three months off to help my family. And then from there, uh, went straight to the School of Hard Knocks. Yeah. Um, Steve Kern and Jimmy Del Rey. Now, I did have some cool influences, though, before getting there. Uh, I also was in school with one um, Jean Gagné, who his father was Frenchy Martin. Most people remember him when he was managing Dino Bravo in the late 80s back in WWE. Wow, what was that like, uh, training with him? Uh, well, him being a Canadian slash Puerto Rican wrestler, it was it, he taught me a, a, a lot about character and, and how to use the ring as a heel worker. Uh, from there on out, um, I, I took a little bit of that knowledge, and once I went into Steve Kearns and applied that there, Steve Kearns saw something in there, it saw something in me, and started crafting me and showing me more technical wrestling, but along with the technical wrestling, he was showing me the psychology on how to produce uh, great technical matches when it came to doing all the chain wrestling that I was doing. When I first started, I was just everywhere. Uh, with his guidance, he helped me refine to become the technical alchemist I am today. Yeah, before you became that, you were just uh, David Mercury as well, and one of your friends gave you that name. Yes, that is correct. Uh, it was an old friend of mine from high school. Uh, he, he saw a couple of my amateur wrestling matches, and he's like, man, you just switched from cold to hot so quick. Uh, he was like, man, you're just like, if you could tell the temperature like mercury, how it just drops from hot to cold so quick. And not only that, but he was like, you you you, you mold what, what you work with. He's like, you, the way you just move, you, you can't. It's like if they can't hold you. It's like the second they grab you, you're just you're out of their hands because you have no solid form. So that's how I ended up getting the name David Mercury uh, from my friend. 
Hey, that's pretty good as well. And you wrestled for uh, as David Mercury for a while. Now, let's talk about how the technical alchemist David Mercury came to be. Um, didn't also your wife kind of give you that idea a little bit as well? Yes, yes. She was a big positive influence, my wife, Rebecca. Um, she, she, she was, uh, she's been around the business a long time, too. Uh, both of her parents were in the business as well. Her mom used to go um, on the scene here, uh, the independent scene here in Florida as Lady Luck. And her uh, stepfather went as the Black Knight. And um, they started running a couple of shows. And I used to work for them as well. And she realized that when her parents would get booked, it was basically getting booked because they were booking a good character. He used to come out fully dressed with a, a knight's helmet, big old shield, and coming out with a sword, and she would come out looking like a fair maiden. So they they, they, they showed me what it, you know, what the, what a character means in this business. And also having influences from uh, from the Tokyo monster, Cahagas. Uh He's another Florida mainstay that I've come across very often I've known him ever since I first started in the business and he was the one that kind of helped me like you know telling me that you've always been a good wrestler um he was like your your in-ring ability is is unmatched but he was like but you're you, you've gone stale you need a character for these people to believe in and, and to, to get behind so after uh, countless movies because I'm a big movie fan um I started just piecing these things together and and I had the monarch for a while as the technical alchemist due to being Mercury, but I didn't quite have him forged just yet. And after trial and error and drawings and, and just working diligently, I finally pieced it together and was like, this is what I'm going to do and before I before I did it, uh, I went and talked to Kern and asked him, you know, what do you think about this? And he was like, it, it's unprecedented. He was like, how many guys do you see like that in Florida? And I was like, you're right. And I was going as the technical alchemist, but he was the one that kind of dropped the because he was like, you're the only one. He's like, did you stand out? And that's why I then dubbed. The, the alchemist, the technical alchemist, because in the state of Florida, I am the only one. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And I love the character as well. And I love that steampunk style mask you wear with that fabulous uh, lab coat. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Yes, a lot of work went into that, um, but it's not done yet. Uh, this is just the beginning stages and come Come soon, the upgrade will be applied, and once I emerge from my chrysalis, the uh, the alchemist will be reborn in front of the eyes of the fans. Come twenty twenty, and when uh, when WrestleMania week is upon us, being a a fan here in Tampa and growing up in Tampa, to have WrestleMania this year coming into my hometown and building my legacy for the last eighteen years. This will truly be like my magnum opus once I unveil it. That's going to be pretty awesome. And also, I love your black and white promo videos you do where you're like in this uh, mad scientist laboratory. It reminds me of watching the old films back from, you know, the 20s and 30s. 
Yes, yes. You see, when I was growing up here in Florida, uh, in in the Tampa Bay area, uh, we used to have a character on television who went by the name of Dr. Paul Bearer, and he used to have a show called The Creature Feature. And it would play in Saturday mornings around 12 o'clock, and he would always chime in, and he would do his little thing, and then he would show one of those old spook films like, you know, Godzilla versus Mothra or War of the Gargantuas. And he'll play these shows, and throughout the show, you know, he'll pop in, and it was always gray, and he had his castle that he was in. And I always was drawn to that, and, and I was a big fan, so I felt to myself, you know, let me pay homage to Tampa and, and what got, you know, what got me involved in it. And that's how I kind of pay tribute. I'm actually looking to reach out to Paul Bearer III, uh, who is now running and doing some of the Creature Feature stuff out here. And I would like to collaborate with him just so I could pay homage to somebody who was an influence in my career when it came to forging this character, the Technical Alchemist. Hey, that's pretty cool. Um, also, let's talk about uh, Wiley Jean. He was your manager for ever since you've started, and now he's your assistant. Yes, that is correct. Um, Wiley has has been a mainstay here in, uh, in independent scene here in Florida for a while. Uh, I'm, he's been in the business way longer before me. I actually um, known him when I first started with one of the first promotions, but he was just a friend. And um, you know, years passed, and and we I got I got back into wrestling. There was a point in time where I took a couple of months off so that I can let my body heal and and get everything straightened out. And uh, once I got everything straightened out, I got to work for a promotion. And at the time, I was just coming back in, trying to establish my name. And he was doing the same thing, and the promoter didn't have much. So he was like, hey, you know what, man? Let me go ahead and can I put you two guys together? So at first, it was, you know, the manager and the alchemist. And then I started realizing that, you know, there's managers everywhere. And a lot of these managers don't even have half of the knowledge that my now assistant Wiley has in this business. And I had to I had to revamp him. I had to breathe life back into him because I, I felt that he was getting overlooked due to the oversaturation of managers on the scene. And with with me and him coming together and doing this, it was able to bring a whole new aspect to his character and with that it now plays more more of a you know Dr. Frankenstein with his Igor but this Igor is not just some buffoon he is someone who has knowledge he knows the equations he knows how to calculate and that's why I have him in my corner that's why he is my assistant yeah he's very freaky looking too yeah (laughs) I try to tend to tell him to bathe every once in a while but he seems to forget (laughs) and also um, you worked in the ring and you've been uh, feuding with uh, Cha-Cha Charlie that is correct he has kind of been a bit of a thorn in my side for the last year and a half him and I have wrestled all over Florida starting from the bottom in the Coral Springs West Palm Beach area then it moved up and we were wrestling each other almost every other weekend in Central Florida, and now we're taking this dance to the IWA of of Florida 
the Insane Wrestling Alliance, and we're taking this dance to their insane house party. But like I said in my promo, this time I am going to cure his insanity by giving him a different outcome. Oh, wow. I bet I bet he's probably shaking in his boots. <laughs> well, he just came, he's, he just came off of a, a very difficult match just last week when him and his close friend, Vincent Steele, the Jurassic monster. I mean, this guy is a monster. I don't know what Cha-Cha was even thinking. Oh, he's such a monster. Hello, you still there? He paid the price. Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, we cut off a little bit, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. I apologize. With with a monster as Vince Steele, you know, there's only so much a monster like that could take before he will snap. And Cha-Cha just happened to be on the receiving end, but I hope he's ready in 100% come the 26th of October because it's not going to be an easy dance, especially after our last one. And also this year, too, uh, you won the uh, WXW Clash of the Cruiserweights as well. Correct. Yes, I'm that wrestler that I like to stay balanced. And what I mean by balance is I like to stay balanced within, within cruiserweight and the heavyweight division. I like to be able to prove that I'm not just a pound-for-pound heavyweight contender, but that if it came to go down and wrestle with these high performers, you know, these high octane performers that are out there today, I can be with, I can hang with them as well. So I got an opportunity to participate in the WXW clash of the cruiserweights. Not only that, but shortly after I was able to procure the WXW cruiserweight championship, which is now currently in my possession. And I'm still waiting for WXW to find my next participant. Oh, I bet they're probably scared to get in the ring with you. I bet you're going to be holding that title for quite some time. We uh, only one, only time could tell. Yeah, and also, you also worked with uh, Heartbreak Express, uh, Raymond Snow, and another interesting wrestler. I, I love this name; it cracks me up. Barney Rumble. You really, really dug into the archives for these. I, I, I really appreciate these questions. Yes, when I first started in wrestling, um, Raymond Snow was my my first big obstacle. And not only that, but was my first procurement of the first championship I've ever held in wrestling, which was the New School Wrestling National Championship. I was able to procure it off of him with his miscalculation and me able to roll it, getting his leg up, I have to say, to hold it up for the one, two, and three. But shortly after I procured that victory, there was a thorn in my side then by the name of Barney Rumble. And a lot of people overlooked that guy, but pound for pound, when I got into the business, that man brought it, not just to me, but to every heavyweight competitor he ever wrestled. He was a damn good wrestler. And shame that we haven't seen the likes of him in quite some time, but I will never forget the, the matches that I've had with him. Him and I always went toe-to-toe. That's pretty good. And what about the Heartbreak Express? Now, the Heartbreak Express, <laughs> Sean and Phil Davis. I just recently heard that they're going to be making a comeback come November 8th, and I will be in attendance to watch that. But 
But when it came to them in the ring, oh man, I, I got to step in the ring quite a few times with quite a few different partners. Uh, my mainstay partner was Stash at the time, and him and I, we we had a brawl. Oh. Oh, they were always, always fun to have. Um, one of the ones that I remember the most was at a show that we did for a promotion called New Breed Wrestling, and we were in Tarpon Springs, Florida. And the match that we had there almost spilled in to Lake Tarpon itself. That's how bad of a rumble it was. It left the ring, it went into the crowd, and someone almost got thrown right into Lake Tarpon. It was great. I bet it was. I wish I was there to see that. That would have been epic. <laughs> yes, that was a that was a long time ago. I would have to say that was two thousand late two thousand three, early two thousand four. Right, and you also got yes, that's wild. And you also got a chance to work with Kurt Angle and rode around with them. Oh, now you're going back into my high school years. Now, uh, when I was in high school, my high school was buddied with another high school called Sickles. Uh, I went to Jefferson uh, High School. Now, Sickles High School, um, at the time when I was in school, Wes Briscoe was going to Sickles High School and he was part of their wrestling team and our school would from time to time go over to Sickles and we'll roll around on their mats and sometimes they would come over to our school well one one uh, weekend uh, Jerry Briscoe was able to get and this was shortly after Kurt Angle won the WWE uh, championship at the time and he was able to come into the school uh, come to the school and he started showing us how to do some moves and he showed us how to do a double duck under uh, leg sweep to go in for a pin and it, it was one of the greatest days of my life because he was my hero um, to watch him and it was after that it was that's it all came to, for, you know, to my brain that I was like, "This is I have to do this. I have to be a collegial wrestler, and I have to be good at collegial wrestling to be good in professional wrestling, so I could be like him." And uh, that just started, that that was just a a, a, a a fuel to that fire. And um, from there, it just kept growing. And as you can see, it, it has not died since. That's pretty awesome. Um, also, you're a trainer, too, and you work with uh, Jay Lethal at the Lethal Academy. That is correct. Uh, I am working. I am one of the head coaches alongside Jay Lethal. It's just uh, uh, it's just myself and Jay currently as the coaches at the Lethal Academy here in uh, Tampa, Florida. And uh, it's it's been great. We are now going on fourth class together and a year and a half of working together. Now, I've known Jay for a little bit longer um, than what we've been working together and um, I, 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 I can't I can't express enough of the gratitude that um, I have for him for giving me this opportunity because this is now for me full circle I feel like this is this is my life wrestling is David Mercury and that's what I am and for me to now have the opportunity to take the knowledge that I've acquired throughout my 18 years of being in this business and am now crafting the next generation and 
sprinkling a little bit of my own technical alchemy um, has been a wonderful experience, and it's an experience that I would not have if it wasn't for Jay Lethal. So um, have you and Jay Lethal uh, got into any like little encounters uh, or sprawls? Well, uh, before... Um, Jay and Lee, before I became a coach, there was a couple of um, times where him and I had butt heads and we had one opportunity where we got to stand across each other from the ring and wrestle each other, but to see who was the winner was still left unconcluded. But recently, him and I, at a memorial show for a fellow wrestler that had passed away here in Florida by the name of Alex Perry, uh, Jay and I teamed up and we combined our knowledge together to display what we know in the ring as a unit and work two of our top grads that came out of our first and to pay tribute for our fallen wrestler. All right. And also, when you're not training in wrestling as well, you're a huge fan of horror cinema. What made you fall in love with horror films? Oh, like I said, it was it was a little bit of Dr. Paul Bearer and his creature features in the late 80s, early 90s. But, you know, when I was a kid at first, you know, uh, I, I, I was scared, you know, it, it scared me, you know. But then as I got older, I started finding fast. I started really enjoying them. And it first started with movies like, you know, The Fly with... Um, Jeff Goldblum and then it started going into some of the B-rated stuff like Critters and then you got the movie The Gate and I started getting into all the different genres of movies and, and slowly but surely I just you know started building my collection and and I started watching more and more and, and a lot of them have been all positive um, influences so to speak when it has come to help me craft my character uh, one of the movies that have helped craft my character was the movie House on Haunted Hill. Um, and I'm talking about the original with Vincent Price. And then from there, when they went and did the remake, uh, that one also helped contribute because I can't remember the actor's name right offhand, but the actor that was the doctor in the movie... Um, House on Haunted Hill. He also played another doctor and scientist that people are familiar with from the movie Reanimator. And that was another key character to help me become this technical alchemist was seeing this guy who created the serum and was able to reanimate the dead. I, I felt like that played an important part in my career due to the fact that I felt like my, my character, David Mercury, was at a point dead you know people knew that i was a good wrestler but i just wasn't getting that crowd but then that character and molding it in i gave myself that boost and it became reanimated and now you got what you see today. and i, I yeah those reanimator films are great Yes, yes. And the actor himself, he's really good, too. He's been in quite a few movies that I've enjoyed. He was even in Frighteners, and I thought he did an excellent job in that movie as well. Hey, that's pretty awesome. Um, so uh, what do you think of horror films today compared to uh, back in the 70s and 80s? Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel they have gotten better because in... In 
in, in the old days, you know, they, they had a certain type of um, guideline that they had to go. If not, they wouldn't get shown in the theaters. You know, there was a lot of movies like Spit on Your Grave that, you know, when it made its first week debut, it was such a shock film that they, you know, pulled it from the theaters. And then, you know, there was a little bit of the hiccups with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre because they were so in-depth with the shock value of what they were showing. And eventually... The shock value numbed the audience. So they then really had to start picking up. And I feel today with how they are now coming with the new horror stories, they're, that they're actually going and giving you stories now. And it's not so much of that shock treatment. I mean, yeah, they, they now play in different ways because, you know, 20 years ago, it was very rare you would see a kid like, die like you'll know a kid died when he disappeared and didn't come back but you never seen them get mutilated or anything but now they're starting to walk that line by having even kids get mutilated in movies which is a shock of its own but they're doing it in a tasteful way to where they're still giving you a story and that's what i appreciate about horror movies today i feel like now they're starting to really tell you a story and then not just being a shock slash gore film i totally agree with you too and a lot of wrestlers and wrestling fans are diehard diehard horror fans as well which makes it great for both of those uh, different <laughs> uh, genres to cross over that is correct that is correct i just feel today um I feel a lot of people just take what's the coolest thing and then try to run with it, which to me, I, I, I feel a little sad because it's just they're taking whatever they can and just sticking it. They're not trying to actually refine it into a product where someone can understand because you, from what I've seen, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of families crazy families you have the Wyatt families there was a family here in Florida that went by the Clover family or the Clover clan and don't get me wrong these guys stand out in what they do but if they can just take the time to put their ideas on a piece of paper and really craft it to where when they come through that curtain they really get the fans the value that they are looking for that's where the payoff happens that's why i put in the work when it came to the alchemist i just didn't put it to put on a jacket and says here i am here i go no that wasn't the case i had to let these people see the alchemist be born on on through my promos and be born in the ring and why this person came to who he came to be and that's why i've been able to be very successful from what I feel because I've been going all over the place with this gimmick and it's because I feel I, I'm able to give the fans a product that they can understand that he has a story that this person was somebody one time and now you see what he's become after 18 years of being put through wrestling really put through the grinder of wrestling and why he is now refined that's the only thing that I could say it is what's needed with some of these guys today. I'm, I love the fact of that they're dipping into 
the horror culture, but they just need to refine it just a little bit. I totally agree with you as well. So where can everybody find you on social media? Uh, well, you can find me on Facebook at The Technical Alchemist. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter and on Instagram. And I also have a YouTube channel um, right off the he- right off the top of my head. Uh, I, I don't know my, t- my Twitter tags. Uh, I have... I have a company, the members of the Apothecary, that handle my Twitter feed. But um, I do have a link, and, and pretty much you type in the technical. Hey, that's pretty good as well. Yes. And um, also, there's no way you can miss it. Oh yeah, and also, thank you so much uh, for taking out of your time to come on my podcast because I know you're training the class right now. Not a problem. I appreciate it. All right, and thank you so much. And everybody else, uh, thank you for listening to Wrestle Popcast. You can follow Wrestle Popcast at Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and you can follow me at WPopcast1 and at Facebook at WPopcast1 as well, and also at Podcast City Network at PodcastCity.net. Everybody have a great evening.